0: It's your boy Fred from What's Happening. I'm just seeing if you checked out Patreon yet. Add free podcasts, full video episodes, unedited content, exclusive merchandise discounts, early access to merchandise, vote, partake in community polls, and inspired content. Access private chat and minimum one bonus episode. What you waiting for? Tap in on Patreon.
1: Welcome to What's Happening, I'm Brad. I'm Fred. This is the show that we talk about what's happening. What's happening with you, bro?
0: Man, nothing much. Chilling. We on the
1: live stream, player. I know, it's
0: been a long time. All right. Let's see, see if I'm not ruined this time. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what's man. happening with you,
1: bro? I was
0: <laughs> nah, nothing, much, just chilling. Everything really good. It's a boring weekend. You know what I'm saying? I ain't really do nothing this week. I ain't got basketball, so I really ain't got a whole lot to talk about. On- that
1: just made me a little sad for you, dog.
0: Man, I mean, we better, we better start that off-season work, but, you know, it's just it. It ain't the same as in-season.
1: Right, right. I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. So I had the opposite of you, bro. I had a busy weekend, so as you know, me, you talked a little bit on uh, off air, but um, um, I did a training event yesterday uh, for work that went super good, super well. Did a training event today for work, and that went super well. Also took my boys to Monster Jam last night, and I haven't done Monster Jam since I was a small, small child with my father. Um, he took me, uh, my father, and then his uh best friend. And his best friends. Uh, so me and him were real young, jumped in the back of the station wagon, made it happen. But um, yeah, man, we had a had a good time, man. Me and the boys just had a boys' night out. Saw these trucks doing these flips and stalling out, and it was a good time. You know what I'm saying? Um, hey, I gotta tell you, bro. I didn't even tell you this. I'm saving this for on air, so so we get your live reaction. You know. You know, today yeah i did a training event but also was on the floor at the same time boy it felt like 2012. <laughs> when i tell you i showed out bro i showed out so eight of them things Damn. eight of them things bro. like i put on twitter if y'all follow me on twitter i was like man i really wish today was a day that I wish I had an old commission type job, real quick. <laughs> I made some cheese for these yeah. folks. <laughs>
0: Would have hit a triple multiplier if it was those Shack
1: days. Easy, you me? <laughs> easy. easy, like bro, like it it, it's so crazy, bro. Like I wouldn't have snapped. and it was so funny because so today, yesterday's training event, I was on my own, but today I partnered with another vendor, mm-hmm. and so. The whole day I was just like, man, it's just too easy, right? I was I was just talking, so I was like, it's just too easy, just winking at them all day, just like, nigga, bro, one one customer, bro, I sold three of the things to. What they were just like, I used to sell three, and I was just like, listen, what I have a deal. They have, <laughs> I, I, I have the three, I had this deal going on, you know what I'm saying? Just I made it happen, just putting them out there. It was crazy. I, I wish I made some commission on a day like today. But no, man, it's been all good. And uh, next week, I'm headed to Florida for the first time. So that'll be pretty exciting for me in my life because I've just never been. Beautiful place. Wonderful. Yeah, man. Let's get into it. So ain't got a whole lot to get through. I don't even remember you saying you see it. Send me anytime. <laughs> for real. Like, Hey, that means Fred ain't read nothing, y'all. That's all that mean right there. Oh, <laughs> I do
0: remember this, though. Yeah, that, that was like, dang, that was heavy.
1: <laughs> so, first one we're going to talk about, this is Lieutenant Governor Rand McNally. So, he is the Lieutenant Governor of Tennessee. Um, They caught him in 4K, bro. He was, um, so he has voted against you know, a lot of pro, I guess I want to say pro uh, LGBT uh, legislation. And you know, he has not been an advocate. He's been kind of anti-LGBTQ with some of the things that he's voted for. And he has a long record. He's a lieutenant governor now, but he's been in the state senate in some capacity, I think they said since 1978. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. I might I might have that wrong. Let me go let me go double check <laughs> yeah. before I tell that kind of lie. Because, because ain't no way that that could happen in Michigan. So I'm just gonna assume. Well, they still had slavery on the ballot in Tennessee. So why would it not be possible there? Nonetheless, he's been in the state legislature there for a incredibly ridiculous long time, um, in some capacity or another. And like I said, bro, they called him lacking. He um, he was um, making comments on his verified account. On uh, Instagram, under, you know, some half-dressed, half-naked dudes' photos. You know, heart eyes and heart emojis. And saying all kinds of stuff. Now listen, I don't care who you love. I don't care who you like. Because it ain't got nothing to do with me. So I don't care if a man is interested in another man. If a woman is interested in another woman it mean it means absolute nothing to me however when you're hypocritical that's when you get caught that's when that's when that's when uh that's when the spotlight gets put on you so um this was the statement from his um his representation his spokesperson and i'm going to let you tell me what you think about the statement so Trying to imply something sinister or inappropriate about a great-grandfather's use of social media says more about the mind of the left-wing operative making the implication than it does about Randy McNally. As anyone in Tennessee politics knows, Lieutenant Governor McNally is a prolific social media commenter. He takes great pains to view every post he can and frequently posts encouraging things to many of his followers. Does he always use the proper emoji at the proper time? Maybe not, but he enjoys interacting with constituents and Tennesseans of all religions, backgrounds, and orientations on social media. And he has no plans to stop anytime soon. What you think player?
0: Oh, from my understanding, he basically talks against LGBT, but uh, got caught making inappropriate gestures Mm -hmm. to those in LBGT. Is there any proof of his encouraging misconduct anywhere else
1: before now? They said he's been doing this for about three years.
0: Has it been only with LGBTQ or is it with all?
1: Um they said it's been um under one particular person's um account for Almost three years or a little over three years.
0: Oh, so he's going after one person. Mm-hmm.
1: Sound like he's undercover. Yeah. But he's been using a verified account.
0: I mean, why should he have to hide it? It's, I mean it's out as I mean it's 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 out the there part- to where, you know what I'm saying for the partaking of any and everyone. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So, and I'm not one to judge. You just said you were not one to judge. Right. So, wouldn't it be even worse to find out he was doing it from an unverified account?
1: Like Kevin Durant, if he had a burner? Right. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, just the... think, people like him need a burner because he's actively doing something in his legislation that's totally different. And I'm not wrong. Um, I found the article that I was looking at earlier from NPR. So he issued an apology. Um, Republican Lieutenant Governor, this is from NPR. Republican Lieutenant Governor Randy McNally has confirmed that for a little while, he has been liking and leaving comments on social media photos of an openly gay Tennessee man who often poses nearly naked. McNally, who, who is also a member of the state Senate and serves as his head, has left numerous comments on, I'm not putting that person's name out there, Instagram photos with phrases such as love it and heart and flame emojis. One comment reads, redacted, you could turn a rainy day into rainbows and sunshine." Yeah, um, Yeah, in an interview Thursday night with News Channel 5 in Nashville, McNally apologized, saying, I'm really, really sorry if I have embarrassed my family, embarrassed my friends, embarrass any of the members of, this, of the legislature with the post. Serving in the legislature since 1978, I was not wrong, McNally is being called out after years of supporting bills that restrict the rights of LGBTQ people in the state. So, on record, you've been hating, you've been holding us down. But the truth is, is that you're actually one of us. And which I'm not isn't surprising though when you I was gonna say, from, I'm, I'm right? not an LGBTQ person, you're not an LGBTQ person, but I think we both know people in that community and they would say that oftentimes the people that are railing against LGBTQ people the hardest are actually in the closet themselves, yeah.
0: But you know, I, I look at him, he's been a part of the legislation since '78. My man's that's a got
1: long time.
0: Bruh, that's hella long. Like, my man's got to be old as fuck.
1: He's, hey, he is 70. He's 79. <laughs> so, you
0: know what I mean? Like, you, when you look at it like that, people of his age, there was no way they were allowed to admit those type of feelings or, mm. you know what I'm saying, come out mm. there. Tennessee and, in the forties and fifties, ain't no way. Ain't no way, bro. Like you know, what I'm saying, like you have to be men of men. You know, what I mean, growing up, you raised a man, like you, you know. So, and that's probably why the apology said, "I'm sorry if I hurt my family or friends or you know, what I'm saying, embarrassed, any of them." You know, because it's definitely frowned upon coming from his age. You know, what I'm saying, most people his age are the ones that's voting against it you know what i mean to keep the votes of his constituents he have to you know what i'm saying pretty much put on that facade right or be in the closet so and you might say he understands social media but someone his age probably don't understand this entirely and he probably think he's gonna be, you know what I'm saying, one of the, you know, 24,000 comments. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's not thinking, like, oh, this is a verified account that says this is you. You know what I mean? Like, that probably doesn't relate to someone like him.
1: You know, the, the thing is, is that this would not be a news story if his record didn't reflect something different. If his voting record in the legislature, for 45 years jesus <laughs> if his re- if his voting record in the legislature wasn't what it was for 45 years this wouldn't be news because nobody would care if you were getting your flirt on even if you were 79 years old i mean maybe we laugh like hey look at the governor i'm like that but that's about it that's about it again i don't care who you love i don't care who you like Ain't got right. nothing to do with me. But um, yeah. Um, speaking of shooting your shot, uh, Sean Kemp, did you see that?
0: i seen some on it. Um, I don't know how true the facts are. They're trying to say, he, I guess, he was in a drive by or something of that sort. So and when the actuality, it says somebody stole his stuff, and yeah. he traced it with Apple, and once he got up on them, they drew, so he started firing back.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, that's the thing that's... so when the story first came out, it was... it was former NBA player, six-time All-Star Sean Kemp, uh, was arrested, uh, for, uh, actions allegedly related to a, a, a drive-by or something to that capacity. And this was you know, just last week we talked about the, the job ja Morant situation. So it's just like, what the hell is going on with the NBA and the former NBA players and all these <laughs> guns and things, right? Uh, and then I'm sorry, like Twitter is a hellscape and <laughs> this story dropped on Wednesday night, I believe it was and the memes that people were making were absolutely hilarious please um if you have twitter and if you have spare time take a minute take a second take a second and 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 just google sean kemp and and just see what you see come back to the podcast don't 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 get too far lost come back to the podcast but take a second pause (laughs) go, go, go read and go get your laugh on but anyway um nonetheless so you know, I found this article from TMZ. Um, and Sean Kemp's attorney is saying that the that the parking lot shooting is reasonable and justified. And to your point, it was he had some items stolen from him, and then he tracked it, he found where the guys were, they shot at him, and then he shot back. And because he shot from a car, that classifies as a drive-by. And when we hear drive by, we think about the scene from Friday. <laughs> You're damn right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
0: that's that's why when I first heard it, I was like, I'm gonna wait and see if something else come about this, cause uh, I just couldn't see Sean Kim in a car. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that don't even make sense. Like I get, you know what I'm saying? Some of them messed up a lot of money and maybe broke or whatever, but I just don't see them being that broke. You know yeah, what I mean,
1: the, like the NBA, generally speaking, does a great job of keeping their past players involved in some capacity. Generally speaking, some teams are better than others, like, for example, the Miami Heat are a great team at it, the Pistons have been a bad team about it, but they're getting better within recent years with some of the things that they've done. But generally speaking, you know, once you're in the NBA, you're kind of in that fraternity. And there's resources available to where, even if you mess up your money, like, reasonably speaking, you should not have to. Obviously, nobody ever has to turn to a life of crime. But it's easier to get you, get back up on your feet as a former NBA player versus being a, you know, regular everyday type person. So to your point, to hear that, like, he was involved in a drive-by shooting it's gets like, what? Oh, yeah. Why? And then, like, it's not like he's a person that's been in the news in the first place. Like, you don't hear random stories here and there about Sean Kipp involved in this, Sean Kip involved in that. So, like, you Barely
0: hear about him attending NBA games and shit.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. He, he's he been at, retired for at least 20 years, I feel like. Easy. And, and, and you know, he stay out the way. He had his time. He stayed out the way. So, yeah, to your point, I mean, we'll see, you know, as the story progresses, what actually happens. Um, there's supposed to be a video, but I haven't seen video of it. But he did get released from prison the next day, according to this article from CMZ. So, obviously, if he got released in some capacity, whether it was bail or or whatever the case it was, um, obviously, they are concerned about him with regards to the safety of the general public. You know what I mean? So, so I mean, you got any final thoughts on that?
0: Nah, I mean, just hopefully he's straight. I mean, because I... I don't know. I feel like the laws is, and I ain't going to get deep off in that, but the laws is kind of sometimes messed up when you can call and ask for help and they're going to basically tell you, oh, well, chances of getting this stuff back is slim. We'll put it on alert, you know, for pawn shops and things like that. And then if you go after people, you know, you're in trouble too. So it's like, damn, if you do, damn, if you don't, you know, like I said, I ain't going to go down that whole tangent, but I just hope you don't getting any real trouble for going after his personal property and belongings.
1: Yeah, I mean, you hear about stuff like that all the time. Like, I've heard so many stories about people, you know, having their, 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 mainly their iPhone, but other Apple devices tracked. Um, and then, you know, I honestly, just put this out there, somebody who worked in the cell phone business for a long time, the dumbest thing you could do is steal someone's Apple product. up. Yep. I'm going to just... Let's put this out there. When I worked in the cell phone business, we had a tracker. We have this tracker and it's built and it's looked like an iPhone. And so what would happen is, is that if you ever robbed us, we knew where you was.
0: Mm-hmm. Because
1: you thought you just got a grip on iPhones, but you was literally carrying a tracker with you. Story time with your boy. <laughs> Story time with your boy. So we closed the store. This is, I'm a district manager at the Verizon retailer I worked at. Um, We closed the store and um it was in my district and it was up to me to decide where all this inventory was going to go and so i had made a decision that you know certain locations were going to take certain accessories and then my one heavy hitter store i was going to give them all of the remaining phone inventory that was left over after we closed right but i'm not going to deal with shipping it i want it all there till that day and i had a company car on the day it closed did a transfer put it up all in boxes loaded it up in my company car and, was dr- and drove it over there, right? Mm-hmm. After we close the doors down, I take the final deposit to the bank, make the deposit, I get back out to the car. Loss prevention is, is calling me. This is my first time closing the store. I'm assuming that they're just calling me to say, hey, how are things going with the clothes? How's the process looking? Did you get the doors locked? Did you get the cash out? I'm assuming that they're calling a the checkup behind me to make sure that I'm, I'm getting the process done. You ain't telling the tracker was on the move. <laughs> let me get there she said so hey how's the uh how's the clothes going yeah yeah good. Really, yeah i got the um i just did the final deposit just now i'm headed over to such and such to drop off the cemetery she goes hey so did you call to let them know that you're moving the tracker and i was like nope she's like yep so when the tracker gets moved without warning the police are immediately alerted and it's assumed to be an armed robbery seconds later (laughs) 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 I am in Troy Michigan all right let me tell you something when you look like me (laughs) in Troy Michigan you don't live there typically Mm -mm. so you working or you doing something else right I'm nervous as hell. Now I got the company. I'm in the company car. It's got the Bluetooth on it. And the lost prevention lady is like, yeah, I'll stay on with you to help you out. It's all good. Do pull up to the window. Hang up that call. Uh, she's like, all right, Brad, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Hangs up the call, bro. I mean, it was cool, fortunately. I was like, um. I was like, yeah, so we closed the store. I didn't close the track. I didn't put the tracker out. Then the other thing goes, You got some kind of ID to tell me who you are? I was like, No. Like, you can see my shirt say go wireless. <laughs> 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 I got a company computer, but it's buried under this box of phones. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, boy. Yeah, what? I just
0: put the money in the bank. <laughs>
1: Bruh. I mean, I put the money in the bank, but that money was like two, $300. I got like, No, way more than that. I got like $60,000 worth of phones up in that joint. (laughs) The phones was expensive by that point, bro. Yeah, it was going to get ugly. iPhone iPhone. No, iPhone 10 didn't come out yet at that point. It was on Mm -hmm. the way, but I had iPhone 8s, 8 Pluses, some 7s. Yeah, it was about to get active. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, don't ever steal an iPhone because you just, you're going to get caught. Easy. um, And also, Apple users, be careful, because I'm hearing stories about people sticking trackers on women's cars. Yeah, those uh air Slipping tracks. ear, yep, the air, the air tags Slipping earpods in people's purses to track them that way. Like, y'all got to be careful with y'all's stuff, and be careful with these Apple products, because... Apple, in the name of simplicity, it's easy to get you caught up at the same time.
0: Yeah, but they also, Apple also tell you too, um, it'll come up on your phone and say, hey, there's a device that's been tracking your movements, you know what I'm saying? And it'll show you. Yeah. But then it's on you to be able to find it, which that's the, the hard part sometimes.
1: Man, that's crazy. Woo. Let's move on. We got, what, two more to go? That sound right. If it don't sound right, it's going to be right. Mm-hmm. Um, This one, and I really hope that you got an opportunity to see this. I really hope you did. Um, WWE, and we all know I'm a wrestling fan, in talks with state gambling regulators to legalize betting on wrestling matches. You get to see
0: that. I didn't get to see it. Um, What's up, Trina? Appreciate you for tuning in. Um,
1: That's a Facebook comment. I don't think she's hearing the live.
0: She said tuning in in
1: parts. Oh, okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe she catch that part. Maybe not. But um,
1: if she misses, she can go listen on the podcast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so. I, don't know, I didn't i didn't hear it you know what i'm saying i seen it but when i did read it um just a tag it it's kind of crazy because it's scripted so in a sense it's a 50 50 you know what i'm saying chance of winning because either you get the right one that wins or you or you don't but the crazy part is there's no Real chance to it, and usually betting has to have a form of chance, you know what I'm saying, plus luck in order for you to con- be considered able to gamble or create that, you know what I'm saying, bet. So, with it being scripted and the outcomes already determined, how do you create that? Would be my question.
1: So my first thought when I saw this was there's so many times where something has happened that has caused for the results of a match to change. For example, just some examples. Stick with me here if you're not a wrestling fan. Just stick with me here. I'm going to make it make sense. Um, Back in 2005 at WrestleMania 21, Randy Orton, so at that point, he was a bad guy, and his character was the legend killer. And over the last, like, two years prior to that, he had been beating up on legends um, and beating them in legends. And so, um, at that point, The Undertaker had been undefeated at WrestleMania. And they were had a match plan: Randy Orton versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania. And Randy Orton was relatively young at this point in his life. And... The original plan was that he was supposed to win that match. He was supposed to be the person, to be the first person to ever uh, beat the Undertaker at WrestleMania. And it was going to be a huge thing to just carry him over the top as this all-around great guy. You know, just it was going to be the thing to carry him to this whole new level of hype. Well, he was immature. They were supposed to rehearse the match to plan, you know, what they're going to do, plan their spots, work out their timing and all of that. And he didn't show up. So his punishment was, no, you lose. Sorry. You lose and you have to work your way back up the card again. So like that actually happened. He was supposed to win. And so if you're a fan like me, you can see how something is supposed to happen. And then you can kind of figure out like what the plan is next. And then using that is how you would make that bet. I'd be kind of pissed if, like...
0: (laughs) I mean, that's the point of betting, though.
1: (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. I'd be pissed if I lost my money because they changed their plans, not because I was just wrong. See what I'm saying? I mean, I get
0: what you're saying, but at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying,
1: it's... That is betting, right? Yeah,
0: you know what I mean? That's the chance part that I was saying, like, you know what I mean?
1: And that's the, and I think that's the answer is that that is the chance because as I was thinking about it more, and there was other like situations that i thought of where like plans have changed because real life requires something else to happen. Listen, if you know who Chris Benoit is, he was supposed to win a championship the day that he um, did the horrendous things that he did to his family. Um, obviously, plans changed because he didn't show up to the show. Um um, I mean, there's just so many situations time and time and time again where they had something planned and then they have to change their plans. And because they have to change them, and there's also plenty of times where, like, they'll have plans and then the Booker, ideally, you know, back in the day, Vince, Vince McMahon, would just change his mind. And so, like, when it's certain stuff like that, it would be hard to trust that if you know that he'll change his mind on a whim, at least the way I think about it, if you know that he'll change his mind on a whim, how can you trust that they won't change the results based on the betting?
0: As, I mean, that's the part of it being scripted mm-hmm. for me is what I don't like. You know what I mean? Because they right. can't do exactly that because all the bets is cut off before mm-hmm. the match. Well, before the show start, not the match. Right. Before the show start. And there's like little nuances that they'll keep live to have some type of like live betting where you know it, it's really luck of the draw, but they see all the bets come in and the show starts at seven, they can change the outcome to what the main event is at 10 30.
1: You know, there's been the times they change the plans in the middle of a show,
0: that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Right. So if at seven, they like, oh, well, you know what I'm saying? Under We got all bets that Undertaker winning, you know what I'm saying? And Undertaker don't fight till, you know what I'm saying, 10 o'clock because he's the main event that ends the show at 1030. Mm-hmm. Then they can change that and say, oh, well, he's losing tonight.
1: Yeah. And, uh-huh. and
0: probably still even get somebody to go in and put a bet in, hey, go put in a bet. What's the odds on this or say you're going to win this much for this much? Right. OK, well, yeah, that's what's going to
1: happen. Now, as I thought about it more and more, my brain began to, to, to think a little bit. And maybe the problem is the reductive idea of assuming that it's betting on wins and losses. But before I go there, let me pull it back. If you buy a lottery ticket, and I'm not talking about Mega Millions or Daily 3, Daily 4, stuff like that, Powerball, I'm not talking about stuff like that. Let's say you go buy a scratch-off. The moment that you've paid your money for that scratch-off, and the moment that that the the, the cashier or whoever that person is, the moment that they have ripped that ticket off the uh off the thing and given it to you, you've already won or lost. You scratching the ticket to say, oh, if it's a Valentine's Day, reveal three hearts in a row to win, you know, the, the dollar amount award. And then in March, it's reveal the three, you know, uh, shamrocks. And then yeah. in, in April, reveal the three Easter eggs that do the same games, like every single month after month, right? Um, you've already mm-hmm. won or lost the moment that, you, that you've, Bought that ticket, and it wasn't anything that you did. It wasn't any skill. It was just the luck of you just so happened to pick the right ticket. You bought the right ticket because that was the one, the winner was just next up in line.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's why, in why many ways, it's already to... a pre,
1: in many ways, that's a predetermined result already. Yeah. So, from that perspective, number one, that's not different. Number two, going back to what I started to say a few minutes ago, we think about winners and losers. There's so many things that you can bet on. Right? You could bet on again, indulge me for a second, Rey Mysterio, who was about to get inducted in the Hall of Fame, by the way. But he would come out in the same idea of an outfit, but it'd be different color schemes all the time. Like, I remember... One year at WrestleMania it was like right after the Dark Knight, um, the movie came out. He came out in like a Joker theme, like outfit. It's the same outfit that he wears all the time, but like he's done like the Flash. He's done so many different like superheroes and cartoon characters and comic characters and things of that nature. He's just done something different almost every single night, um, that he's performed. Um, so it could be like hey, bet on the color scheme that Ray Mysterio wears tonight. You know, Brock Lesnar, you know, how many um, German suplexes is Brock Lesnar going to get, you know, take the over-under on, you know, whether or not he does eight German suplexes. I don't know. So there's other ways beyond winning and losing that they could bet on that, albeit predetermined, that could still, I could see it work. I wouldn't do it. At least Hell I don't think I would. No. I don't think I would. But I can see it. And at the end of the day, That's gonna be hard. there's a lot of money in, in, in gambling There's a lot of money in wrestling. It only makes sense to figure out a way to merge the two together. Man, I feel it. You of all people should absolutely. (laughs) I
0: mean, I I feel the aspect of it. I just don't like, you know what I'm saying? To me, it ain't the risk is so much greater. Like, the reward would have to be dumb. You know what I mean? Because you're, the odds in that shit, you know what I'm saying, knowing that it's scripted and whatnot, you know what I mean?
1: They're supposed to be working with Ernst & Young uh, to secure the match results so they won't leak to the public. Which,
0: okay. That's the other thing I was going to say, too. Like It's too easy to leak
1: outcomes. Like, yeah, like, it, it's, it, it oof. The thing about it is is that, like, the way they structure stuff is that there's so much involved in what they're trying to build that, like, I don't know. It's just silly. I'd be interested to see how they make it work in a way that makes sense. And then I was thinking, like, the winning and losing, that's just your, your first thing you think of when you think betting, bet that this person's going to win. But there's already so many different things that you could bet on now there's no reason to think that they can't be creative in and, and, and giving you various options to bet on within wrestling as well.
0: I'm sure they can.
1: So yeah. Last little joint. A little fun. We ain't done one of these in a minute. In an hour. In a day. Something like that.
0: Yeah, that one was tough.
1: One gotta go so y'all know how we play one gotta go we're gonna pick what's safe for the first two we'll get down to the last two and then once we get down to each of our last two we'll figure out which one gotta go um so our four options are pound cake red velvet cake cheesecake and sweet potato pie so out of the four fred who's safe for you first
0: My great-grandmother's sweet potato pie. (laughs) That's my zone right there, boy.
1: Yeah, man. I feel it. I feel it. So you got the sweet potato pie as the safe one for you for the first off. I love sweet potato pie, but I think I love cheesecake a little bit more. So cheesecake is going to be safe for me on the first trip. I, I got a feeling knowing you. I think I know where we're going to land. I think we're going to have the same one at the end of the day. So cheesecake is safe for me on the first trip, and sweet potato pie is safe for you on the first trip. So your second trip, who's safe?
0: Well, I mean, it's hard, but I think I'm going to go with, Red Velvet Cake. Some red Velvet Cake is safe. Yep.
1: Ooh, yeah. I was wrong. I know where this is going now. I hey, going now. hey
0: I, I already knew we was gonna be different.
1: The moment I said cheesecake. <laughs> so I'm gonna take sweet potato pie as the safe for number two. So like I said, I love them both. I just love cheesecake a little bit more than I love that sweet potato pie but I do love that sweet potato pie. So for you, your one got to go is pound cake and cheesecake. For me, my one got to go is pound cake and red velvet cake. So go ahead, bruh. Who got to go?
0: Man. So I'm going to have to go with cheesecake got to go.
1: Ah, oh, you tripping?
0: And and here's here's my reason why, you know, because like I love a a, a Walmart cheesecake or uh you know what I'm saying you get one at the gas station or something. Gas station, you know what I mean. But I found out I don't like real cheesecake when. My mama went to the Cheesecake Factory and brought home some cheesecake and that shit didn't taste the same. And I found out then, I was like, oh, so I like fake cheesecake. So I really can't say I like cheesecake because if the standard of cheesecake is off the Cheesecake Factory because they make real cheesecake, then I don't like cheesecake. I do like the fact that you can get it in almost any goddamn flavor you can imagine. Or otherwise I would pick pancake, but yeah, I don't like real cheesecake.
1: I'm gonna be 37 this year. <laughs> so I have never everything. heard of gas station cheesecake, first of all. I'm still I'm still not there. I'm still not past <laughs> that, number
0: one. I'm just saying some, you know, cheap-ass cheesecake with a little strawberry swirl or something, you know what I mean? Like, not-, not... No,
1: I don't know what you mean. <laughs> like, I do not know what you mean, bro. <laughs> Man,
0: what? you can't tell me your ass ain't never bought you a little cheesecake slice out the gas station. Is that what the fuck you telling me?
1: Not out the gas station.
0: Like I'll be trying to be respectful, but you may it really hard sometimes. When you said this shit. I ain't
1: never seen g- cheesecake in a gas station.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'll make sure
1: I send you a picture tomorrow. Now I have seen cheap and 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 eating plenty of cheap cheesecake slices from Walmart. That's happened. You can get a cheap cheesecake slice for like two or three dollars at at Walmart. Even post-inflation, you can get it that cheap at Walmart. Mm -hmm. I ain't seen that at the gas station. Y'all must got something different down there in Kentucky, Because I mm -mm, don't know what you're talking about.
0: That's because you go to number hood gas stations.
1: That ain't true. (laughs) (laughs) That's because you go to hood gas stations. They got the cheesecake in there.
0: Man, they sell banana bread and everything at our like gas station.
1: This not like your gas station might be high end, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: what I'm saying. <laughs> like,
1: banana- <laughs> <laughs> Banana bread, what? Oh uh, yeah, from scratch too. Like
0: ain't even playing.
1: From scratch. No, I'm out. No, I need that to be processed packaged and delivered there. I do not need that to be made at the gas station. No, I'm out. No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: ain't gonna lie. That's shit fired to the point I asked for the recipe. Shit, I had a friend that worked there and took the recipe. Shit. I ain't even gonna flex with you, big dog. Shit five. Yeah, you know so unless so you get it fresh.
1: I'm still. <laughs> I, 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 I'm moving past the gas station cheesecake part. I'm moving past this. You're gonna get a tomorrow. Uh, so, <laughs> tomorrow. But serious. to take it to the next level, where you said the cheesecake factory is supposed to be the, the standard, let me tell you something, brother. With Jesus love, as you used to say back in 2012, I still say it today. <laughs> <laughs> I love cheesecake. I've eaten Cheesecake Factory cheesecake one time. It was mid at best. The Cheesecake Factory is not the standard of cheesecake. So I'm going to call on, she's been a guest here twice, Rookie Swag, Ashley Tatum. I need you to, the next cheesecake that you want me to taste test, I'm happy to do it. But I'm going forfeit my right to taste test. And I need you to send it to Fred. Because Fred got to get him a real cheesecake. (laughs) Because Fred think he had a real cheesecake and was disappointed. Because he didn't have a real cheesecake. In actuality, that Cheesecake Factory cheesecake might actually be worse quality than what you had at the gas station, the way you talk about it. That said, for me, between the pound cake and the red velvet cake, for me, the one that's got to go... Is the red velvet cake? I cannot see you eating the red velvet cake. I'm not. So, a, go ahead. I,
0: I'm i not a huge chocolate fan, but the fact that the guy died, you know what I'm saying?
1: <laughs> You're racist.
0: <It>, no. Nah. <laughs>
1: You know what, hey, when you when you change that, when you change that chocolate cake into something else, it ain't that bad. it.
0: <laughs> it was no because like you put
1: the white icing on it, you old Ku Klux Klan cake eater.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Here's my thing though, you know what I'm saying? I was like, I don't know, 14, 15, smashing real velvet cake. Motherfucker said. You know that's really just chocolate cake with red dye. I say you got to be motherfucking lying, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying. So at that point, I just smashed so much red velvet cake in my day. Ain't no need to switch up now
1: because we know the truth. Like that's <laughs> one of the it's one of the ones where you like, damn. I guess now you get up. red velvet cake is a little bit a little bit silkier than a traditional chocolate cake, so I can see why it, it does not quite taste the same. I actually prefer traditional chocolate cake over red velvet because that that dye and the way it is it is a little much um but you saying that um let me just go ahead and ruin somebody else's childhood people think I'm tripping people think I'm crazy superman ice cream is just vanilla ice cream with dye in it y'all Superman ice cream is not a blend of multiple flavors. There's not a blue flavor. There's not a, a, a an orange flavor, red flavor. None of that. It's vanilla ice cream, y'all. It's just got dye in it of different colors. Uh, that's for March. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually place. pretty sure. I, I'm actually pretty sure I had this conversation with her on Facebook like four, or five years ago. For real. I'm actually like quite sure that we had this argument on Facebook. So she's like, it is not. It's different. You don't know what you talk about, Bradley. You think you always know something. <laughs> Sound like I <laughs> <laughs> But yes. So what did we learn? Fred is racist against cakes and desserts in general. This guy here. <laughs> If you gay, just be gay. We don't care. But don't lie about it in the streets. <clears throat> and, and, and then be real about it on Instagram. Be real about it in the streets, too. What else did we learn? Nothing.
0: <laughs> I'm to
1: say, oh, no, nothing.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and we learned to call. Oh, don't steal Apple products, because you're going to get caught. So. And don't shoot from people inside of a car because once you do it in a car, it's a drive by. <laughs> don't shoot people in general. <laughs> I better add that caveat.
0: Brad told right. me go shoot him. As <laughs> <Hey,
1: laughs> soon as he said that, I just hit pause on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: didn't hear the rest. I knew that was ending it.
1: <laughs> well, since you hit play now, remember to follow Fred at Mr. Humble underscore beginnings. My transitions are today, let's see if I can do this without messing up my lives though, Fred is <laughs> down up up underscore on Instagram, Fred Scott on Facebook, I'm Brad Robinson 86 on Twitter, Brad Robinson 1986 on Instagram, TikTok and Facebook you can follow me, you can follow Fred, you can follow the show What's Happening, all of those hyperlinks are in the show notes if you feel as though we've earned it, please leave us a five-star rating and write a review wherever you get your podcast and share the show with a friend because love is a verb and that action helps us to grow the show. We appreciate y'all. We'll see y'all next week. I did it! <laughs>